Welcome to the Transwag Podcast. Hey guys, how's it going? This is Cameron with a K, the host of this podcast, the Transwag Podcast. How you doing, friends? Hope you're having a good day. If you are listening to this, not watching the video, just listening to it, thanks for listening. I appreciate you, and I hope that you are a subscriber, because that means that every week when I put out a new show, which may not be every week, maybe every other week, depending on what's up in my world, um, you're going to get it on your podcast app. So I am grateful for you if you are a subscriber. If you're watching this, then that's fantastic too. I hope you have subscribed to the YouTube channel and will tell a friend about it. If you have a friend that would be interested in FTM, female to male, trans guy stuff. In this episode, what I'm going to be sharing with you, what we're going to be talking about is not to sound super selfish, but it's about me, um, but it may help you in the future if you are considering phalloplasty or any surgery probably up at OHSU. Uh, it also may be helpful to you to just things to consider um, when considering lower surgery. It is a, it's called a transgender phalloplasty questionnaire. As I've mentioned in past episodes in July, uh, three, maybe four weeks from now, I will be going up to have my consultation and I have to fill out all this paperwork in order to give to the doctor. And I figured if I'm going to sit here and fill all of this out, I may as well jump on the microphone, jump with the video camera in front of me and do it on the podcast. So you guys get to hear what all is involved in the questionnaire. All right, so before we jump into me filling out this questionnaire, I want to definitely say a huge thank you to those of you who are patrons of the podcast, uh, who have gone to patreon.com forward slash transwag. Uh, those at that level where I give a shout out during the episodes would be my buddy Jerry S., Terrence Hughes, and Micah, as well as Scout from transguysupply.com. I did have somebody ask me on Instagram if I sell at the transswagswag.com store Packers, and I told that fellow, no, sir, I do not, but you get the hookup if you go to transguysupply.com. So I told him to get in touch with you, Scout. Hopefully you got a new customer out of that Instagram follower of mine. I also just quickly want to say thank you if you're following the Transswag account on Instagram. A couple days ago, we hit 4,000 uh, 4, followers, so... You know, it's just a number, but it's exciting. I remember when I just had like 400, and so 4,000 people following the account is super exciting. If you're not already doing that and you're on Instagram, what are you waiting for? Come on, come follow the account. I uh, post inspirational quotes. Every once in a while, I'll post something from one of the stores, either to the Transwag store or the transwagswag.com store. Um, I also have been highlighting listeners or viewers of the podcast. So people have been sending me direct messages of their handsome faces saying, yo, I listened to the show, Cameron. This has helped me in this regard, blah, blah, blah. And I say to myself in my own head, ah, that's why I do the show. I love hearing that feedback. And thank you for listening, bro. So to thank you, I am going to put on this account your name and face and tag you so that maybe you'll get more followers. Anyway, um, you show me love, I'll show you love kind of a thing. Speaking of showing love, if you love the show so much that you've considered getting the Trans Swag logo tattooed on your butt cheek, 
don't. <laughs> but also, if you love it that much and you find that much value in it, I would truly appreciate it if you did consider becoming a patron like those I just mentioned a bit ago. Even at just $1 a month, that's like, that's you can get a Snicker bar for, in fact, depending on where you buy it, it might cost more than a dollar. If you're finding any value in the show and you'd like to show your appreciation to me, I would greatly love it. I'd greatly love it. I would greatly appreciate it um, if you would be willing to go to patreon.com forward slash transwag. Now you might be thinking, well, what's in it for me? Well, first of all, I'm going to give you, continue to give you episodes. So like that's in it for you. But also I have been doing a lot of, I don't know what you call it, like sharing of my life. That sounds kind of creepy and weird, but it is what it is. Behind the scenes, not just of the podcast, but like of, of me. And whether it's like in my backyard, throwing the, to- the ball for my dogs, or me talking about needing to like give myself a haircut. Um, I might be shopping, eating lunch, just different little clips during the day. I call them my like secret stories. I don't share all these secret stories on Instagram like I used to. I share it to the $1 and up patrons. So if you want to kind of feel like you get to see life through, get to see my world and that's interesting to you, then yeah, become a patron for just a buck and you will get those notifications. You could use the patron app and it's free to download and you get to spy on me. <laughs> uh, it is what it is. So anyway, again, only do that if you can afford a dollar a month. And if you actually find value in the show, I guess if you don't find value in the show, I don't know why you're watching. But anyway, don't want to pressure you. Check it out, please. And then, of course, anytime you have any questions and you want to just know about past episodes, past guests, you haven't ever been to the store and you don't know where to click, you could go to transswag.com and everything about past episodes, the stuff I sell at the stores, a shout out page to the patrons. I have a dedicated thank you patrons page. So you could see the faces of Terrence and Scout and Jerry and Micah. So you could see the people that are patrons. Um, and you'll be featured on that page as well. Um, if you are a Patreon contributor, which makes you a patron. Okay, now I'm rambling. Let's get into this phalloplasty questionnaire, shall we? Also, I just recently got home from work and realized I, with my wife and kid gone this week, I haven't run the dishwasher yet. So hopefully the microphone's not picking up too much of the sound of the dishwasher, but it is what it is. It is life, friends. Okay, so this is from the OHSU Hospital, Oregon Health and Sciences University. Dr. Burley is who I'm going to be seeing next month. And I am supposed to fill out this questionnaire. So this is the first time I'm really like going to be taking a close look at it. And I'm just going to be filling it out as I record this podcast. So those of you viewing it may see me looking down because I'm looking at this piece of paper. Those of you listening to it might hear, you know, the sound of me writing, or the sound of me flipping the pages. So here we go. The first question, wait, let me read you this. This questionnaire assists us to get a comprehensive overview of where you stand in regards to your overall health. Wait, that doesn't make sense. This questionnaire assists us to get a comprehensive overview of where you stand in regards to your overall health, but in particular, it helps us determine, it seems like there should have been a comma there, whatever. Um, 
helps us to determine objectively where you stand and what results you would desire. It will help us tailor the consultation towards your goals. Some questions may not pertain to you, to your particular situation, but will be used for research purposes. Okay. If information is used for research, it will be de-identified. Well, that's good. Please see separate research consent form for details. Okay. So I have like two different questionnaires. What came with this is two different questionnaires, um, a like map of where I'm going to need to go on the day of my consultation, um, directions, like written directions as well. So that's convenient. I don't need that right the second, but I'll need it the day of. Um, and then what is this one? OHSU plastic and reconstructive surgery, new patient questionnaire. Okay. I'll fill that out. Um, and then like a welcome to the surgery at OHSU. Thank you for choosing our practice. Your appointment is scheduled on this date and time with Dr. Burley, basically saying like, bring your copay. That's going to be billed to your insurance and then make sure you arrive on time. Um, and then please enclose, please complete the enclosed new patient questionnaire and bring it to your appointment. So yes, my appointment's not for another three or four weeks. So it might be early for some to fill this out. But my thought is like, I want to fill this out now because it might help me think of questions that I'm then going to ask when I actually go to my consultation. So I'm going to do my best to go through all of these and answer honestly with you guys. And obviously not, not two trans guys are exactly the same. So the way I answer it may be different than how you answer it. But I just wanted to give you again, an idea of what's on this type of questionnaire. So the first question is my preferred name. Well, my preferred name is my legal name, which is Cameron with a K. Preferred pronoun, he, him, his. Gender identity, I'm just going to put male slash FTM. They're transgender friendly folks who do these surgeries so they know that FTM means female to male. Social transition since when? Oh, see, here's where I'm like, I don't know what to put because in their eyes or in maybe different people's eyes, your social transition may be not until you started testosterone, but for others, it might be that you decided to cut your hair. But, you know, there's some people who have their hair cut short before they realize they're trans. For me... I think I'm just going to go ahead and put like when I started testosterone. No, the month before I started testosterone, because that's when I actually like legally changed my name and asked close friends and family to start using he, him, his pronouns. So even though I hadn't taken testosterone yet, I was starting to socially transition. So even though I'd been thinking about it for months prior to that, and probably not probably, knew something was different about me. I just didn't know what to call it. Um, you know, months, maybe even years before that. Um, I'm just going to put October 2016. Because that's, like I said, a month before I started T. T being testosterone. Um, hormonal treatment since when? Oh, well, that's uh, October... Oh, wait, no, October is when I started taking tea. October 11th is when I started taking testosterone. 10, 11, 16. Hormone provider. Hormone provider. 
Uh, that's through, I mean, I'll just put my doctor's name, Dr. Detlefsen. She is an internist at um, through Kaiser Permanente in Portland, Oregon. Permanente, that's a long thing to write out. Um, and ask if I have a mental health professional. I don't right now, but I did have to see one in order to get the letter, in order to get the surgery done. So uh, I'm going to put his name here. Uh, I'm going to have to, I won't do it right now, you guys, but I'm going to have to look up his name. I can't remember how to spell it. Dimitri something. Um, who will support you after surgery? My awesome wife. I'm not going to write awesome wife, although she is. I'm just going to say spouse, comma, and then I'm writing out her name, Heather. Any mental health issues not mentioned on intake form? Well, I haven't filled out the intake form yet, so maybe I should have done that one first. Um, there won't be any because I'm just going to be honest on that form and I will write ADHD. Uh, previous gender affirming surgeries put yes or no. And if yes, specify and with, and by whom, um, face procedures, no chest surgery. Yes. If yes, specify and by whom, uh, if by specify, they want to know like what type of top surgery I had, I guess I'll put bilateral mastectomy mastectomy with free nipple grafts free nipple grafts i was thinking of putting with free nips but that's probably not appropriate um <laughs> hysterectomy slash ophorectomy yes um just yes i don't know if yes oh i'm supposed to put by whom um, so the top surgery was Dr. Sandholm. Home. I'm running out of space on this form, you guys. The hysterectomy was Dr. Patil. Okay, have I had an orchioectomy? Oh, hold on, guys. My dogs are barking. Guys! Guys! I'll probably leave that in there just because it's fun. That's life, right? Dogs are barking at people walking by. Um, Orchio, I wish I could pronounce this word. Uh, for the both folks watching the video, I will put how you spell it right here. O-R-C-H-I-E-C-T-O-M-Y. Orchiectomy. I don't know what that is, so no, I do not believe I've had it. Va vagina, va vaginoplasty. Va vaginoplasty. V-plasty. Um, no. Have I had phalloplasty? No. This this seems weird that... Well, you know what? No, it doesn't. Some folks have had a phalloplasty that didn't turn out right. And I know that Dr. Burley will do like an alteration to assist you if you're not happy with the past one you've done. So it does make sense that it asks if I've had a previous phalloplasty. But no, I've not. Have you ever had any disease affecting your genital area? No. I guess that would be if you've ever had a um, STD. Wait, nowadays they don't call them... They don't call them sexually transmitted diseases. They call them STIs, sexually transmitted infections, I believe. Infections, yeah. When was your last gynecologic exam? Oh, shist. Um, I don't know. I'm going to have to look that up. Okay, the fun stuff, kids. Rank in importance. All are important. But if you had to prioritize, one being the most important, 
So ranking of importance. These are the four things I have to rank. One through four, one being the most important. Oh man, this is going to be a head scratcher. One, or the first one. I'm not saying that this is one for me, but the first one it lists. Ability for intercourse. Erogenous sensation. Standing micturation. That's a really fancy-ass word. I don't know why they just don't say stand to take a piss, but whatever. Um, Probably because it, they're supposed to be professional. Standing micturation. Uh, aesthetic appearance. So, like, how it looks. Hmm. Well, like it says, they're all important. So, for crying out loud... Uh, how I'm going to have to decide this is, like probably decide which two are the most important and then which of those two is more important than the other and then take the two bottom two and decide which one's less important than the other if that makes sense so okay ability to enter for intercourse erogenous sensation standing micturition aesthetic appearance okay obviously i want it to look good but i can't imagine that there's going to be a whole lot of people seeing it, and my wife's going to love me no matter what, and I'm just going to love that I have it. So aesthetic appearance is going to be one of the two at the bottom. So it's going to be either a three or four for me. Being able to stand to pee is definitely important to me. Um, that's like one of the biggest reasons why I want to have it, but is it more important than the sensation or the ability for intercourse? See, I think those two, for me personally, I mean, that's, be- I don't hope it's not too much TMI, but I'm just telling you guys, for me, and that's why I'm, I'm filling this out and have been doing it on the podcast is because I want to be honest with you guys. For me personally, the only reason I wouldn't do fallow, well, if I didn't have insurance, I couldn't do it. So there's that. But insurance and money stuff aside. The only reason I wouldn't do it is if I knew for sure, 100%, that I would not feel a good feeling like I do with my current parts. So having said that, I think that that is actually my number one thing, is the sensation. So I'm going to put a one in that box. I can always change this later after more consideration. But because I think that the sensation and the ability for intercourse were my top two things. If sensations one, ability for intercourse would be two, which means standing to pee is more important to me than how it looks. So that would be three. And then I can't believe I'm saying that the way that it looks, the aesthetic appearance is the least important, but I'd much rather have a a not perfect looking penis but that I could stand to pee and have sex, penetrative sex that feels good. I'd much rather that than a fancy ass looking like, oh, penis that looks great, but I don't feel anything. I can't stand at a urinal to pee. And it's like too short for penetrative sex, but it looks fantastic. Like, no, I don't, it, I could be ugly as long as it has those other three things. Not that I want it to be ugly. Hence why he, they put all are important. But if you had to prioritize. So I think that's accurate. I'll consider, I'll keep thinking about this, but I think that's right for me. Number one, most important, erogenous sensation. Number two, ability for intercourse. Number three, standing to pee, standing micturation. And number four, the aesthetic appearance. I think that's that. Yeah, I think that's me being totally honest. Okay, rank the following 
rank the following donor sites, one being the most desired. Okay, again, this is going to be a one through four. There's four places on the body. They're saying, rank them. Which would you rather have the most? Which would you like to have done the least? So there's the stomach, thigh, back, and forearm. Now, I've done some research, and I already know because I've done, I've gone to a workshop of Dr. Burley's, that likely what he's going to tell me is if you want the most sensation, you want to go with the RFF, your forearm. But this isn't asking me, based on the answers above, which are you ranking them? This is just asking if you were to choose what's the most desired spot that your phallus would be made from and what's the least desirable. So back, thigh, and I also know that thigh is less... Anyways, I know a little bit about this, and maybe you do too, but I'm going to just put these in order of what I... To be honest, I guess my forearm is my least stoked about spot that I would have a huge scar. However, I'm pretty certain after my consultation, that's where it's going to come from based on me wanting to have erogenous sensation. But... If it were up to me and I still had amazing sensation and could take it from my thigh, which I don't know if I can because my thigh is not super lean, thigh or abdomen, hmm, or back or forearm. Here's what I wonder about the back. I'm going to have to be doing a lot of lying and sitting around after having the surgery and not being able to walk. And I can't imagine how that would feel uncomfortable on your back if you've just had your like your backs had surgery on it. So, but in terms of like being able to explain in the future, I could say if I had this huge scar on my back, like I got in a motorcycle accident. I don't know what I would say if it was in my abdomen. Oh, I feel like the thigh is the best because it's always hidden. I'm not ever going to wear a Speedo. Um, so thigh's got to be number one. Um, probably back or abdomen would be number two. Probably back, then abdomen, then forearm. See, forearm is my least ideal, but I think it's... Anyways, what length do you expect your neophallus to have? Neophallus? I thought it was just called a phallus. What size of a dick do you want? It should just say... (laughs) Okay, now this surprises me. The first option is five to six inches. There's no option of like three to four or four to five. That's interesting. Five to six, six to seven, or larger than seven. Uh, I'm cool with five to six. I don't, I'm a little, I'm like five, four. And I don't need to have some huge, yeah. I'll, I'll, without saying anything else, five to six. We're good there. Uh, how important is urinating from the very tip of the glands versus the underside? Hmm. Versus the underside. I guess I'd have to see a picture of what they mean by that. Um, because if... I mean, to me, there's going to be things about having phalloplasty that is not going to make my member be exactly like a cisgender man. And if you're if you're new and you've binge listened to these podcasts and you haven't done a ton of research on like female to male transition stuff... Uh, or you're listening to it or watching it because you know somebody who's going through this and you're wanting to educate yourself, you may not have this background information, but a lot of guys do. There's going to be things that are phalloplasty 
dicks can't do that a cisgender males can. And what I mean by that specifically, I mean, there's more than one thing. But what I'm thinking about is it the size stays the size. And meaning some cisgender men are showers and some are growers. As an FTM man, we get to be showers. Our penis is going to be the size of our penis, whether it is erect or not. And it cannot get erect on its own. We have to use something. So whether it's later having an erectile device implanted or there's other ways to make it be useful in penetrative sex. But unlike a cisgender male, it's not like a muscle that gets hard and erect when it's stimulated. Um, so I, what I was going to say that has to do with urinating, not, not a stimulated erect penis, um, is that I want it to be as much as I possibly can feel like it would be as if I was born with it. So most guys pee out of the tip of their dick. So to me, it's, it's pretty important, but I'm just going to put a seven because I guess I just am. I'm not going to say very important because if I could still stand at a urinal and it came out of a different part of my penis, like the underside versus the tip, but that means that I'm going to have a substantially easier recovery, I might consider that. I don't, you know, I don't really know. So I have a question about that. So I'm going to put seven and not 10 as the most very important. I'm just going to say seven. It's pretty important, but help a, help a guy understand this a little more. And if you're watching this video and you know a little bit more about it, comment below, please. Or reach out to me if you're listening to it and you know more about this. Anyway, okay, the next question. What overall effect has previous gender-affirming surgical care had on your dysphoria? Whoa, I'm putting 10. Drastic improvement. Uh, because clearly for me, having chest surgery, top surgery, having now male chest, like, I love it. It's awesome. So drastic improvement on my overall uh, well-being. What technique do you have in mind for yourself? I mean, I guess I'm going to put RFF question mark because of what I've read. It gives you the most sensation. And so that's what I've kind of assumed I would end up getting. But maybe I won't. So I put a question mark. RFF question mark. Anything else we need to know? Uh, not what I know of. Um, this is more then this, this next question. I'm not, I'm actually not going to answer on camera or on the podcast because my wife would not want me to. She may already, if she knew that I was recording this, be like, you did what you told them what, um, but it's personal and she can't, you know, obviously I'm my own individual and could say and do what I want. I do what I want. Um, but this does have to do with her. It has to do with like how frequent, sexual intercourse happens, um, whether or not we have stuff about, yeah, it, I guess it's just too personal. Um, asking about orgasms and things of that nature. So I'm not going to answer that right now, but so, you know, those kind of questions are asked at least through the OHSU questionnaire. Okay, so the new patient questionnaire, um, I'm, I'm not going to answer everything on here like I just did that last survey because that was more specific to phalloplasty, which I think people are probably more wanting to hear and nosy about how I answered. This is more about like, who's your pharmacy? Um, who lives at your home? Where do you work? 
do you chew tobacco or smoke tobacco, which is no, by the way, uh, whether or not I drink alcohol, you know, yeah, I drink beers here and there, um, whether or not I have allergies, what medications I'm on, kind of the general stuff, like if you get a new doctor that you have to answer, like, do you have a history of diabetes, MRSA infections, blood clots, cancer, any of that stuff? Um, this is the part where I will say like that I have ADHD and that I take medication for that. Um, what else? Review of symptoms. Please check if you've experienced any of the conditions within the last month, which is interesting because like, obviously I'm not going to be having phalloplasty in the next month. So it has a, this is like a really long list. I'm showing it to those of you watching this. Um, for those of you just listening to it, it has everything from, I'm not going to read every single thing, but hearing loss, rashes, chest pain, dentures, dizziness, headaches, depression, nausea, vomiting, diarrhea, bleeding gums, anxiety, earache, any kidney problems, um, a bunch of like ailments. And I'm probably going to put no, 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 no on most of those because I'm a pretty healthy dude. Um, so yeah, okay, I did it. Uh, I'm going to fill out, of course, that other questionnaire, um, but it's boring. So I won't bore you with keeping that a part of this episode and this podcast. But I hope that gave you something to think about. I also would encourage you to, if you're considering getting uh, any kind of lower surgery done or, or really any kind of surgery for that matter, or even if you're going to take t- testosterone, whatever your journey of transitioning might be, I would encourage you if you're on Facebook, to find Facebook groups so that you can ask questions. Even if you don't actually ask a question, here's one thing. I don't necessarily go in those groups and ask questions, but I see questions that other people have asked, and then it answers questions that I've had in my head but not asked out loud. And so I'm like, in my, you know, I look at it and I'm like, oh, thanks, John, for asking that question from, I don't know, New York State. Uh, I wondered the same thing, and now a bunch of people are commenting, and I get to know the answer. There's a lot of different groups for trans guys uh, and non-binary folks, trans masculine people, identifying people, um, and there's inf- a ton of information out there. So do your research. Go with a surgeon that you have seen their work and that you trust their ability to do what you want to have done, maybe need to have done. I kind of sometimes feel like it's less of a want and more of a need, um, a combination of the two. But yeah, I mean, don't just obviously just like anything, don't just willy nilly be like, I'll just go with this person because, you know, like Dr. Sanholm, for example, I saw a lot of her top surgery photos beforehand and was like, you know what? She does a good job. So I'm going to go with her, even though Dr. Garamoni, everybody says is like, quote unquote, perfect. Garamoni wasn't going to be covered by my insurance. I would have to take a trip across the United States to Florida and I live in Oregon and I felt like Sanholm could do just as good, so I was fine using her. But if I wasn't, I probably would have forked over the money and gone to Garamoni. Um, but but you got to make those decisions yourself. Anyway, um, hope that this episode has been helpful to you. If it has provided you value, please, if you're watching the video, give it a thumbs up. Comment below any advice or tips you have to me going into this if you've undergone this procedure if you've not undergone this procedure but you have ideas of questions that you would ask let me know because i'm coming up with a list of questions i'm going to be asking when i go to my consultation uh also you could check out transwag.com go to 
patreon.com forward slash trans swag if you have found value in this episode and others and you want to show your appreciation and you also want to have access to those fun secret stories so like after i wrap this up i'm probably gonna like do a secret story of me filling out that questionnaire so only patrons will get to see that so you know it's kind of a fun way for you guys to like really get to know me and i feel like i really get to know you because you're able to comment uh, on the posts that I make and so on and so forth. So I uh, hope you guys are having a great day, a great night, a great commute, a good jog or walk or whatever you're doing while you're listening or watching this. And I just appreciate you. You know, I get feedback from you guys and it makes my freaking day. I I have a pretty fu- full life, you know. I'm not going to complain about my career. I'm not going to complain about my family, my home, the the city, the state that I live in. I feel very blessed. So I don't have to do this podcast is what I'm saying. But it does take time, you know, for me to sit here 45 minutes to an hour to record this, then another hour or so for me to edit it, then another, I don't know how long to put it on my website, on YouTube, on Lipson, which costs money to host it. So I, I say all that, not because I'm complaining, please don't misunderstand me, but because I want you to know and understand that I do that because I want to help you and because people in the past have helped me and because I want to give back to the trans community and be an advocate for you guys and answer any questions you have. I've told people I'm on open book on Instagram, send me a direct message. I'll do what I can to help you out. Um, and yeah, I just hope that it helps people. And I know it has because I've gotten some of your guys' feedback. So thank you so much for that. I think that's it for this episode, guys. Um, Congratulations to Morgan. He won the last uh, Packer giveaway that I did uh, earlier this month in June, the Mr. Limpy. Um, congrats for winning that, my friend. And thank you guys who I've reached out to and sent underwear to from the transswagswag.com store. Um, you guys look good. I appreciate you promoting the store and encouraging people to come follow the Instagram account. Yeah. Have a great day. I'm sorry I don't have some like fantastic, phenomenal way to like wrap up the show. I just wanted to thank you guys. You're awesome and make it a great day. Okay, till next, I was going to say next week. I don't know if it'll be next week. Uh, maybe next time. Till next time. Take care of yourself. Take care of one another. Okay, something Ellen would say, right? <laughs> All right. Bye, guys.